بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه ملء السماوات والأرض وملء ما شاء من شيء بعد أهل الثناء والمجد وأحق ما قال العبد وكلنا له عبد لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد أيها الإخوة المسلمون Dear brothers and sisters we'll be continuing inshallah talking about the manners in Islam or behavior we talk the first lecture about how to behave ourselves with our Lord and then with our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam تكلمنا عن الأدب مع الله والأدب مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم and now inshallah I would like to mention about others kind of behavior the Muslims should practice it in his life. Before that, I will say it again. Manners is an important part in our deen. The scholars, the ulama, they put the, they talk about manners while they talking about aqidah. It's a part of our belief. It's a part of our belief. Therefore, Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullahu ta'ala, fi al-aqidah al-wasitiyah, qad dhakar masail al-akhlaq min dhimni usul i'tiqad ahli al-sunnah wal-jama'ah. That Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, mentioned the manners, the good manners, the behavior, of the Muslims he should practice while he talking about the aqidah the the belief that should Muslims have the correct belief of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and he said in aqidah al wasitiyah in the end of the aqidah al wasitiyah the sign of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and he mentioned annahum ya'muruna bishsabri inda al bala' wal shukri inda al rakha' that Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah order, order themselves and the others to have patience when they have a hardship and they should be thankful for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah trusts them with a blessing, with ni'am and they should be satisfied with anything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done to them and also وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِمَعَالِيَ الْأَخْلَاقِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنْ سِفْتَافِهَا The older people to have the higher quality of manners, a good behavior, good manners, and forbidding people from bad behavior. This is a sign of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, a sign of our i'tiqad and our belief. The scholar mentioned it while they're talking about aqidah, about the i'tiqad. And they mentioned while they're talking about the rules in Islam. حينما تكلم العلماء عن الأحكام الشرعية نصوا على باب الأخلاق ومن ذلك فعل الحافظ الإمام ابن حجر 
في بلوغ المرام فقد نص في آخر كتابه بلوغ المرام في الكتاب الجامع على أبواب الأدب والأخلاق ذات الحافظ ابن حجر in his book بلوغ المرام in the end of the book and the book is talking about حلال الحرام the rules in Islam the fiqh matters he mentioned the akhlaq the manners in Islam in that particular book he mentioned the end of the book a, cha- a special chapter about حسن uh, الخلق the good manners you see the scholar talking about the good manners while they're talking about aqidah while talking about fiqh while they're talking about the general manners uh, what we call kutub al-adab and when you look at the book of sunnah like Sahih al-Bukhari Sahih Muslim Sunan Abi Dawood Sunan al-Tirmidhi all the book of the hadith you will find a special chapter talking about the manners the behavior of the Muslims why is that? because the Muslims he can say أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أن محمد رسول الله he will appear witness that he is saying أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله he might believe in it and one of the main signs the clear signs about this shahada about this iman is the way he behaves the way he acts this is another kind of way you witness your Islam by your behaving by your practicing I will give you an example in our life one brother, and I'm giving this example, and I'm not accepting this example 100%, because it has something I don't like, and I will mention what I don't like in this example. This brother, he used to go to work out, to gym, which is dangerous for brothers, young brothers, to go there, well, there's a lot of fit in there, so it's not recommended to do it, Sometimes it could be haram to do it. But that brothers, anyway he was there. And he was praying one day Asr. And one lady, she's from this country, she asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. She said, what this prayer? He said, I'm Muslim. She said, I have seen you coming here long time ago. You never looked at me. She's saying the story. She said, sometimes I find out you was looking, but what I look to you, you, you turn your face, you turn your eyes. Why? Why I don't mind to talk to you? Even I don't mind to go with you outside. So, he said, that brother, you know what his answer? He said, to be honest with you, I wish to go with you to be friends. I wish that. She said, okay, what's stopping you? I don't mind. His mentality is like this. What's problem? There's no, no problem. As an Arab country said, and he, she accepts and he accepts what's your business with it? nothing to do with it let them do whatever they want this is the mentality of western turned to the eastern country anyway then he said he has a lighter 
He lied his life and said, This is stopping me from going with you, from dating you. This is stopping me. She said, I couldn't understand. He said, I cannot. This is stopping me. Then he left. She said, After that, he started asking about Islam. Then he realized he meant that I'm afraid from the hellfire. If I go with you, that means I am putting myself in a situation it might take me to the hellfire. And she said, this is the reason I became Muslim. And she's telling the story after she became Muslim. And she said, Wallahi, I don't know his name. I don't know where he is. I have never seen him again after that. But she's praying for him. He will come in the day of judgment. He didn't know about it. He didn't know about her. And he will come in the day of judgment saying, Ya Allah, why this, from where I got this reward? From where I got this hasanat? He didn't know. Then he will be told that just because you behave, your actions, it might guide people, others to Islam. It's something, when we're talking about manners, I don't know what I talk, what I should, what I can do. This talk is very general talk. I will mention about behaving, behaving ourselves with our parents. Because I'm talking about ourselves before I'm talking about our children. Because everyone he should know what is, what obligation on him. What's the rights on him to do it before he asks the other person about his rights? I will give you a story. I will never forget this story. I've been repeating it many times, many places. I want to kiss his hand. And I have never kissed anybody's hands in my life. It's not in my culture. Even my parents. It's not in our culture. And even our Sheikh, Sheikh any I never did it. But Sheikh Al-Abani, I know that he says some narrations about Sahaba they did. And the Sahaba did that. Ali ibn Abi Talib, he used to kiss Al-Abbas, hands and foot. And he said, Oh my uncle, are you okay with me? Are you angry with me? Ali ibn Abi Talib. كان يقبل يدي العباس وقدمي ويقول يا عمي أأنت راض عني أأنت راض عني Then the sheikh he pulled his hand I said sheikh I know that you say it's allowed to do that Why don't let me to do Then he laughed and he said in his uh, accent in his language He said شو لما سحب يده ومنعني أن أقبل يده قلت له يعني لعلي يقبل أنت تجيز هذا قال شو أنت تعمل واجبك وأنا بعمل واجبي You're doing what you have to do and I have to do what I have to do That's what Sheikh said You have to respect the scholar and I have to be humble not to giving you my hand I have to take it from you <laughs> So you do what you have to do and I have to do what I have to do. That you're right, I have to respect the scholar and the scholar he should be humble. So when I'm talking about wife, 
she should know what she should do to her husband before asking what he should do to me. When he's talking about to the husband, he should know what he has to do to her wife before asking, what's my rights on my wife? Or what's my rights on my son? Or what's my rights on this Imam Masjid? What's my rights on you as a sheikh? Or not uh, on a sheikh? Or what's my rights on this governor? Or whatever. Ask first about what you have to do. I believe the people who lived in this country, they learn, don't ask your government what did for you, you have to ask yourself what you did to your government. That's right? Yeah. It's, it's a common sense, which is something right. Because some of the manners is common sense. Anyway, parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make obeying them, to be kind to them, to respect them, an obligation just next to ordering us to worship them only. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهَ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍّ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا وَقُلْ رَبِّ ارْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِ صَغِيرًا and the scholar said, if there is anything less than us, he will be mentioned. It will be mentioned in the ayah. But nothing less than it. It's not Allah. It's forbidden. Haram. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَاخْفِضْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ Wallahi, I don't know how to translate this in English. To just give you the meaning. It's in Arabic hard to tell. That you lower your wings with handful to them. If you imagine you have wings and you put it down so he can walk in it, on it, on your wings. With humble, you put yourself down to your mother, to your father. Don't say anything bad to them, even if you're not allowed. Not like what we're having in our society. One brother, he's a businessman here. I don't mean in San Antonio. It just in a place not far away from San Antonio. His father came from overseas. When he came, he called his son. His son said, oh, I have a meeting. I couldn't come to pick you up from the airport. I told you, don't come this week. Go take any hotel and I will pay for that. I will see you next week. Wallahi. This is the, this is the, the result from this, from this society, from this, from this life. From the, the effect of the Western culture on us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He gave the examples about respecting the parents, I couldn't forget the great example, which is Ismail alayhi salam, al-Zabih. The one Allah ordered Ibrahim to sacrifice him, to kill him. He saw a dream, and the dream, the Prophet's dream is the truth. Then, he asked his son, you know when? Ibrahim spent more than 80 years waiting for son. More than 80 years. Then when he got the son, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered him to take this little boy 
and his mother to put them in a desert. You know what Mecca used to be? Lahia ala tariq al-rukban. It's not in the way of the caravans or there's no people moving from that. It's not a road for that like people walking maybe. Not like Yusuf alayhi salam. They said they put him in the well and they said there's many people passed away. They might take him. No, that place in Mecca, there's nobody there. No one go that way. Because there's no water. There's no there's no food, there's no trees, there's no water, there's no animals, there's nobody, nothing. Go ahead if you go to Mecca, try to go outside of Mecca to see. It's just rock. Nothing else. Jibalun Sum. There, Allah ordered him to come from the land of prophets, from the paradise in the earth, which is Palestine. From first time, where is the rivers, the, the most wonderful place in the whole earth. From there, to take them, after 18 years waiting the sun, with his mother, just to put him there, where there's nothing. La ilaha illallah. Wallahi, it's not easy. Wallahi, it's one of the biggest fitna happened to Ibrahim a.s. Then he left them. Then he turned his face, he never turned back. He never looked at them back. He never looked at them again. And his wife crying, screaming, where are you going? Where are you going? But did he say, are you crazy? No, she didn't say that. You know what she said? She said, you're doing this from yourself, from your own, all the order you. He answered her while he's facing north. Heading Palestine again. He didn't look at her back. He said, I've been ordered from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then she said, إِذَا لَا يُضَيُّعُنَ اللَّهِ هَذَا أَمْرٌ مِّنْ عِنْدِكَ أَمْ أَمْرٌ قَدْ أَمَرَكَ اللَّهُ بِهِ قَالَ بَلْ أَمْرٌ قَدْ أَمَرَنِهِ بِهِ اللَّهِ قَالَ فَمَا الْتَفَتَ إِلَيْهَا قَالَتْ إِذَا لَا يُضَيُّعُنَ اللَّهِ We'll never get lost if Allah is ordering. Allah will save us. Then Allah saved them and he raised. When he reaches in a, a certain age, he will able to walk. You know the most wonderful age for your son when you start walking and you feel like, oh I have a man just beside next to me. When he starts, you didn't order him to kill him in the first day or next month or three months. You know, he didn't, there's no relationship yet. Strong relationship. No, when he starts walking and like a man, Allah said, take him and kill him. Kill him, sacrifice him, like you're killing the, the sheep. I have a dream that I have to kill you, to sacrifice. For Allah. Sandur Madata, what you think? And he asking him not to take his opinion. No, he will do it anyway. But he wanna see his son what is reaction. What you think? Sandur Madatara. Kalaya Adati. I want you to test the beauty of the Quran. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
So, it's the word is special. The word is special. Ya abati. Look, he didn't say, okay, do whatever you want. No, all that. He still call him dad, father. In the nice, not only father. Ya abati. Which is a soft word to call your father. If I, this word, you have to, to think about it. I was telling the brother about Musa alayhi salam when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered his mother if she gets afraid what he should do? Feed him then? Then what? Huh? Musa alayhi salam you don't know what's, what she did to his son? What she did to her son? It, what's, what's the word in English? Hmm? Put him? Huh? Throw him. Do you ever think about this word? تَقْذِفِيهِ فِي التَّابُوتِ تَقْذِفِيهِ فِي الْيَبْنِ He didn't say, put him in the taboot or ضَعِيهِ فِي التَّابُوتِ تَقْذِفِيهِ فِي التَّابُوتِ تَقْذِفِيهِ فِي الْيَبْنِ Throw him in the spot. Then throw it, not put it. Throw it. You know why? Because he is, he is going from her hand to Allah's hand. So you throw it, you put it, whatever you do, don't worry. He will be saved. Throw him. Even if you throw him, Allah will save him. Not put him. Throw him. Then, Ya Abati, if'al ma tu'mar. My father, do whatever you want. Do whatever you've been ordered. Whatever you've been ordered, do it. This is the obey. How he obey his father. ستجدني إن شاء الله من الصابرين. You will find me among those people with patience. أخرج الإمام أحمد في مسنده والحاكم في مستدركه وقال حديث صحيح وصححه الذهبي وقال الحافظ بن حجر في الإصابة إسناده صحيح. That الحاكم narrated in the مستدرك. And he said it's authentic hadith, and the Dahabi said too, and the Hafiz ibn Hajar said it's authentic narration. And Ahmed in the Musnad, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam entered the, the Jannah. Entered the Jannah. Then he saw in the Jannah a voice, somebody reciting the Quran. He asked who's this. He was told this is Haritha ibn Nu'man. Haritha ibn Nu'man. His name is Haritha ibn Nu'man. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, فَلَمَّا سَمِعَ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الجنة قال من هذا؟ قيل له حارثة بن النعمان قال صلى الله عليه وسلم كذلكم البر كذلكم البر كذلكم البر يعني كذلكم البر يصنع بأهله يدخلهم الجنة He said صلى الله عليه وسلم That's what the bir, the kind, the kind, the kindness To, he's so kind to his mother, he said, this is the kind, the kind. <coughs> so kind to his parents, so that's what he received, that he entered the Jannah. This the, he will be reward, since he kind to his parents, by Jannah. And Aisha, and he was the most person kind to his mother. She said, I have never seen two people so kind to their mothers, like 
Uthman ibn Affan and Haritha ibn Nu'man. You know what they used to do? Aisha said. She said, Uthman said, Wallahi, since I became Muslim, I never look at my mother's face and keep looking at her. I always lower my gaze respecting her. Allahu Akbar. قال والله ما حدثت النظر إلى أمي منذ أسلمت احتراما لها وتقديرا and حارث بن النعمان he never ever asked his mother to repeat her words and when she said something to him he would say yes yes and sometimes he did not exactly what she said but respecting her he don't what you said, when she will leave, he will ask the people, what exactly she said? She said, that's and that's, and he will go and do it. He just want, he didn't want to say, I didn't hear your, and he used to feed her by his hands. كَانَ يَرْفَعُ اللُّقَمُ إِلَى فَمِ أُمِّهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ Sahabi, and some brother today, because he's praying, or mashallah, he has some knowledge, he thinks himself, خلاص, I don't need to be, any more kind to my parents. Yes. An Abi Murrata. Annahu dhakara an Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Abi Murrata narrated something amazing about Abu Hurairah. By the way, Abu Hurairah, he was so kind to his mother. He used to call his mother to Islam. One day she talked bad about the Prophet until he started crying. قال فأسمعتني ما ساءني عن رسول الله فذهبت إلى رسول الله باكيا صلى الله عليه وسلم He go kind to the prophet He said I call her first time She talked bad about you يا رسول الله Then the رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم He made dua for him and for her That she became Muslim He said I went back Running so hardy to tell her that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he made dua for you and you know the dua in Nabi Sallam is like a dua ahad. When he makes dua for somebody, Allah accepts his dua. Then when he reached his house, his home, his mother's house, he saw her getting ready, putting her khimar. She said, My son, I accept shahada. Allah accept the Prophet dua. Then he said, I went back to the Muhammad Sallam crying, but this time crying from happiness that she became Muslim. Do you know what Abu Hurairah used to do with his mother? كان مروان يستخلف أبا هريرة على المدينة في أيام الحج When Marwan go to Hajj, prince of Medina, he used to let Abu Hurairah to be the prince in charge of Medina. وكان أبو هريرة يسكن بذي الحليفة He used to live in a place بذي الحليفة وهي هذا هوم كان له بيت بجوار بيت أمي He had a home just next to his mother's home. Every day, كان كلما خرج من بيته كلما خرج من بيته وقف على بيت أمه وقال السلام عليك ورحمة الله وبركاته يا أمه رحمك الله كما ربيتني صغيرا Every day he goes to her house her house stop from her house to say السلام عليكم ورحمة الله my mother may Allah to give mercy to you as you raised me while I was little. قال فتجيبه أمه فتقول وعليك السلام 
ورحمة الله وبركاته كما برأتني كبيرا. Then she will reply saying, وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته my son, as you've been kind to me while I'm older. رضي الله عنه وأرضاه. Abu Huraira, he didn't offer Hajj until his mother passed away. Do you know why? Because he don't want to leave her. He said, I cannot leave her going Hajj and leave her alone. I cannot. And he didn't offer Hajj until his mother passed away. ما حج حتى ماتت أمه بالربها. رضي الله عنه وأرضاه. Abu Hanifa. Just examples. To compare ourselves to our parents before our sons to us. Abu Hanifa, great scholars. Great scholars. He was amazing to his mother. He used to carry his mother and take her from place to another. Abu Hanifa, radiallahu anhu rahimah. كان يستغفر لشيخه حماد كل ليلة ويستغفر لأمه. Every night he used to make stuff up for his Sheikh Hamad and his mother. And he used to give 20 dinar sadaqah for his mother. Not to give her, to give to the poor and the reward go to his mother. Once, there is a scholar there, his name Amr ibn Dhar. But Abu Hanifa more knowledgeable than him. But his mother... You know, the mother, she still knows Abu Hanifa was a boy. She didn't trust him as, yani, mufti, as many mothers might. She didn't trust her son to be sheikh, you know. She couldn't accept that. Then she used to ask Abu Hanifa to go to this man. He took her to Amr ibn Dar. And many, many times, when he asked him the, his mother's question, he said, I don't know. Then Abu Hanifa, he will tell him in secret, so she didn't get feel يعني, sad and Abu Dhar tell Abu Hanifa again and he was the one who gave him the answer and he will tell his mother <laughs> La ilaha illallah he never said oh my mother I'm busy I don't have time Khalas, this is the hukum this is the rules no when he was in the jail rahimahullah ضرب فشجت رأسه فبكى فقيل ما يبكيك قال والله إني لا أعلم أن أمي لو رأت تلك الشجة التي برأسي اغتمت والله إني لا أبكي لغمها He was injured in the way he was in the jail was hit, hit by something in his head and it was bleeding He was crying besides why are you crying He said I know when I come back home my wife, my mother when she will see this mark on my forehead she will cry and she will be sad. And I'm crying for her crying. I am sad that she will be sad. Wallahi, I'm only worried about my mother. I'm not worried about myself. Yes. One of the scholars, scribe Haywa ibn Shuraih, قَالَ مَا رَأَيْتُ رَجُلًا قِيلَ فِيهِ مَا قِيلَ إِلَّا رَأَيْتُهُ أَنْقَصْ مِمَّا قِيلَ فِيهِ إِلَّا حَيْوَةَ بْنِ شُرَيْحِ One scholar said, I used to hear about people's things, 
But I have never seen a person. He's exactly as he was described, except Shalih ibn Hayyuha. Hayat ibn Shalih. Just one story. He used to teach his students, using his students, and his mother came to him and asked him to go and feed the chicken. تأتي إليه أمه في الدرس وتقول قم فأطعم الدجاج فيقول سمعا وطاعة يا أمه ويترك الدرس ويطعم الدجاج ثم يعود للدرس she ordered him to go and feed the chicken take the food left food to give it to the chicken then he will leave the class and he will go to give the food to the chicken then he will come back and sit down continuing his class who can do this today not giving class, not giving lecture, if she asks you to do anything, but you want to spend a couple of time, hours with your wife, with your children, with your business, what you will do? Al-Fadl ibn Yahya, one of the great scholars, he was in jail with his father, and they don't let him to warm the water for his father. His father is so old. He was so sad. He didn't know what to do. It's very cold weather. You know what he did? There is a container for water. He used to hold, take with a small like bowl. It's two containers. He take the water in the bowl and he would put it above the light. Shama. The candle. The only candle. And he put the water above the candle until it came warm. And he would put it in that container. And take another. And all the night he was like this until the fajr came. And his father, when he woke up, he find the water warm. This is the way he used to, to treat his father. Ibn Sirin. Ibn Sirin, the great scholar, Taj scholar. He said, my brother used to spend night walking, making qiyam al-layl. And I used to spend the night akbisu rijla ummi. Yaqul qaba akhi laylatahu qa'iman yusalli. Wa qabaytu laylati akbisu rijla ummi. Wallahi ma yasurruni anna laylati bilaylatih. He said, My brother, he used to spend the night making Qiyam al praying all the night. And I spend the night making massage to my mother's foot. Wallahi, I think my night is better than his nights. My night is better than his night. ibn Habib, one of the great scholars. He always, when he sees his mother, he kiss her head. And he never, ever walk in the roof while his mother downstairs. He said, I feel shame that I will be above her. He said, I couldn't.
I'm sorry, I get confused about the one who spent the night. It's Muhammad ibn Munkadir, not Muhammad ibn Sirin. Mis'ar ibn Kidam, one of the great scholars who narrate a lot of hadith. Ashabi Sufyan, one of Sufyan Tawri's friends. Mis'ar ibn Kidam, his mother, she was so old, he used to carry libadullaha, some like garments, like it's made from wool, from the sheep wool. He used to put it, she used to pray on it. He used to carry it, then carry his mother, then go to the masjid every single pray. Take her to the masjid and put that, that garment for her. She will pray on her and on her uh, garment or her sajada. Then he will go and give the class. And he will go and give the class or spin or pray a message. Then he will take her back the same way home. Every single pray. One of also the scholar, his name is Abdar. He was a righteous person. كان من أزهد الناس في زماني. He asked his mother couple of years asking his mother to give him permission to go to Qutaybah ibn Muslim لِيَسْمَعَ مِنْهُ الْحَدِيثِ لِقُتَيْبَةِ لِيَسْمَعَ مِنْهُ الْحَدِيثِ I asked her to give him permission to travel to Qutaybah to listen hadith from him. He's old scholar. He might pass away. He will never get chance to hear from him. And she never gave him the chance. And he obeying her, staying with her. Until she passed away, then he went dark after she passed away. He went to Bulah or Bulah. It's a place in Iran. When he reached there, he said, Qutaybah was dying, passed away. And he stopped blaming him. Oh, you see, you missed it. And he said, no. قَالَ إِنَّ هَذَا ثَمَرَةُ الْعِلْمِ أَنْ أَكُونَ بَرًّا بِأُمِّي He said, this is the knowledge. The knowledge, it means I have to be kind to my mother. Not to leave her. If I want to talk about how the Salaf, Salih, were kind to their parents, I will never finish. We can spend the whole night today just talking about this. But let's look at our life, to ourselves. Ask yourself, what if your parents are still alive? That means you still have two gates to Jannah, to enter Jannah. If one of them passed away, you have one gate. If they passed away already, you have to sneak still far and dua for them. So ask me, what's the la- what last time you call your father, your mother, you visit them? Ask yourself. And let's see our children today, how they're dealing with their fathers. One brother, his daughter called the police to put him in jail. She dealt, she dealt with her mother, and this is in Houston, in Ramadan, in the 27th of Ramadan, he was in jail. 
because his daughter and the mother they called the police because he entered in 27th of Ramadan watching TV he said that's haram you're not allowed to watch at least respect this day or this month still arguing he pushed the mother the daughter 911 <laughs> very easy and he spent I think three days in jail just see we pushed here where is the respecting where is to be kind to your father brother the scholars they couldn't look at his mother and his father and now the son talked like faced like shoulder to shoulder he talked to him like they are equal to each other you know why because this western culture affects in our self we adopt their cultures and you have to know some culture they are against our deen in this case we don't accept it I'm not saying there's no culture there's culture a Pakistani culture a Palestinian culture Egyptian culture American culture Afghani culture Bangladeshi culture even inside the same country different kind of cultures I'm not saying there's no culture there's a culture but there's the deen who rules these cultures we didn't have here son he can talk or daughter can talk to her father like something like she's talking or he's talking to his friend no there's respect if you go to the husband and wife we don't have in our deen the wife she thinks she's talking to her, to her husband like what, what he can do I can't put him in a jail any time divorce him and take half of his money yeah she dealing with, the, with her husband in this background we don't have also husband dealing with his wife and like she's a slave like one brother he was telling his sister his wife and they called me. He said, I have to obey me. If you order to jump from the balcony, you have to obey me. I said, no. You're not allowed to do that. لا طاعة إلا في المعروف. She will be only in the ma'roof. When you talk about manners to the, to the wives first, I will give the example of the Prophet Muhammad The Prophet Muhammad he rose with Aisha twice. Running. She was faster than the first time, she was so light, and she won. Then the next time, she gets heavy, then the Prophet won. He said, mm, This is equal to that one you won last time, this now we equal. You won one, I win one. You think yourself you can do that? You can, as your wife. It's, it's, uh, Allah, if I didn't tell you this hadith, maybe you don't know about it, maybe you think it's, a, it's something, how come you can do this? It's not a good thing to do it. But he didn't do this in front of other people, as the scholar said, it, as the Hagar said, it's, it, it might be in the night, or where there's nobody was there. They're together. The Prophet ﷺ, when the Habasha people from Habasha came to the, to the Masjid al-Nabi ﷺ, they were playing, dancing in the Habasha. And she said, I want to look at him, Ya Rasulullah. The Prophet ﷺ, he put a garment like this, holding it up, and she put her hand on her shoulder, watching them. He covering him. And the Prophet ﷺ, he gets tired from holding it up. He said, did you finish? She said, not yet. Did you finish? Not yet. Three times. 
What this? What this matters? Today, I just give you an example. If you in the street and there's anything happening, like anything carnival or something weird, and your wife said, "What's this?" She, she if something mubahs you to look at it, her, what is it? <coughs> what you doing? You know, <laughs> looking at. No, you think this is the the, the he show his method, you know? It's his man. No, not the Prophet sent her to look three times. With something mubah, kids playing, dancing, something weird in Medina. I never saw people like this before in Medina. You see, the Prophet ﷺ when he married Safiya, when she was going to ride the camels, you know what he did, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this authentic hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, he put her knees, his knee, sallallahu so Safiya can step on her thigh, in his thigh, and ride the camels. La ilaha illallah. He put his thigh, so she can step on her in his thigh, and she will ride the camels. You can open the door for your wife? Oh no, that's shame on me. She became like a far. Yes? Some people feel like that. They never think about this. The Prophet ﷺ, look at the way he described the life between the husband and wife. He said, وسلم, everything will be rewarded for it. Even the luqma, hatta luqma yarta'uha ila Even the, the pipe, you will give it, you will put it by your hand in her mouth. Yes, you can feed her. The, the, the way the Prophet ﷺ described وَأَعْجَبْ مَا أَعْجَبْ فِي هَذَا وَمِنْ أَحْسَنْ وَأَعْظَمْ مَا أَذْكُرُ فِي هَذَا One of the greatest examples in this match when the Prophet ﷺ the Aisha she made a deal I think with Hafsa if I did not wrong that the Prophet ﷺ, he drank, or he ate hasan, honey, on one of his wife's house. They want to make a deal to make him, like, don't go there, they have, she has honey, we don't have, you know, like jealous. When he entered to Aisha, he said, she said, this is something, smell, not good. Just ask yourself, your wife now, you go to the house, she said, Oh, yours, your smell, I'm sure you will. And he, he will not, your reactions would be bad. You see the Prophet Muhammad She said, yeah, I, I can't tell the smell, something wrong. He said, Wallahi ma sharib ma akaltu illa al He said, Wallahi I didn't do anything except eating hasan. That's what he did. Then he went to house as a deal. Woman, if you have deal, if they have a plan on you, Allah help you. Then she, he went to house, and then Hafsa said the same thing. The Prophet I just ate drink, I ate honey, that's it. What this one? Wallahi, I'm not going to eat honey anymore. 
Why he said that? Why he said that? You know why? He's taking care about his wife's feelings. He don't want them to smell something bad from him. He swears that he's not going to, to eat it again for his wives. Doing this for them. What's, what's, what's more than that? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that's not right. And he corrects him. That he's not allowed to forbid on himself something that's halal. But I'm giving the story to see how the Prophet ﷺ dealing with his wife, with his wives, sallallahu alayhi wa Wallahi, even in this field, if we're talking about only the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, you will see amazing things in his life. And this should be a special lecture. A special evidence about the Prophet ﷺ, how he used to deal with his, in his house, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with his wives and children. When you talk about the wives, his husband, the husband writes on his wife, it's a great. It's enough for you to know, sister and brothers, that the woman, the woman, Allah, the Prophet said, if I'm going to order somebody to make sujood to somebody, I will be ordering the wife to make sujood to her husband. Sujood. But since it's only for Allah, she cannot. But it can reach to this level. And the Prophet said, the woman she should be, save her God. Save herself from adultery. Making her husband sufficient or feeling good, kind to her husband, her reward will be Jannah. Jannah. And the Prophet ﷺ ordered the women to obey and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered it. And show that the men had rights on the women. She should look at the man, her husband, as something great, something special. But believe me, what's making you special to your wife, it's not your muscles, it's not your power, it's not Anything like this, it's not your money. First of all, how you respect her, how you're dealing with her. The manners is the most important condition to build a right or a good house. Therefore the Prophet ﷺ tells the woman, if a man came to you, or a man, you accept his deen and his manners. Wallahi, I always think about his deen and his manners. Manner is a part of deen. Why you mention both of them? Deen huwa khuluqa. Religion and manners? Yes. Because I'm telling you clearly. He might be religious, but he has bad manners. He, mashallah, looks good. Maybe he's imam, maybe he's khatib, maybe he's hafal. Maybe he's a good Muslim in some areas, but in other areas he's bad Muslim. He's rough, he's tough, he's tough and rough with his wife. He didn't, he didn't listen, he didn't respect, he talked bad. Because of the Prophet ﷺ, when he said, 
the, the people on the day of judgment in the Jannah will be so close to him to his station in the Jannah the people has a good manners do you know what he said وسلم? he said don't show me your good manners don't show me your good manners don't come to me with your good manners خيارukum, خيارukum the best among you who is best to his wife you know why? Because you can behave good front of people in the masjid, in the community, but you cannot behave good in your house unless you are good. Because you go to your house, you feel that's the natural thing. Therefore, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that the one who has a good man, not the one to come to show the Prophet ﷺ his good man, the hadith in Sunnah Tirmidhi. No! The one who has a good man, who is good to his wife, who is good to his wife in the house, where there is nobody seeing him. Therefore, look at the Quran. All the verses talking about the divorce, all the verses talking about the relationship between the man and his wife, always connect by having taqwa and fear and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Read Surah Al-Talaq. Read the ayahs about Talaq. Always connected to this thing because in house, no, in the house, in your house, nobody knows what's going on. The Prophet was asked once, "Who's the one you love most?" What do you think the answer? Abdullah ibn Amr al-Af asking him, "Who's the one you love most?" Yani, I'm just tortured, Abu Bakr. I have no other. Umar. Yani, that's he knows the answer. Aisha. Allahu Akbar. He loves his wife. He didn't be ashamed to say that. He's showing his love to his wife, to his companion. So what do you think he was doing inside his house? He's showing his love to her. Show your love to your wife. It's nothing shame with it. It's something built that will give the relationship between you and your wife. Because love is like the tree. If you take care of the tree and both water, that it's stronger, stronger, stronger. But if you don't care about the tree, you didn't give her water, you didn't see her, see your plant much, it will die. And this is the wife. If you don't care about her, you didn't give her what she wants, all kind of needs, and she will die. This love will die. Then he says, Aisha. You know, Abdullah Ibn asked the story, why he asked him? Because he made him a leader. And, you know, a leader, then he didn't choose Abu Bakr and Umar. That means, maybe he loves him more than Abu Bakr and Umar. And this hadith shows, doesn't mean he's a leader that he's the best. No, no. Don't think ever like that. You are a leader, that means you are the best. Or, he is the best because he's a leader. No, that's not right. Then he asked him, he said, Aisha, Abdullah, he want to take a word from the Prophet, not to show up with it, no. Just to get like a guarantee that the Prophet, he loves him or he, he loves him, that means he will go to Jannah. Because the person, he will be with the, the person who loves him. He was looking for this only word. It's the most wonderful word he will hear if the Prophet tell him, you are of Jannah. What do you need more than that? You know what he said? He said, Aisha. He still have love. He said, no, no, I'm not asking about this. I'm talking about men. Abdullah, Then the Prophet said, who's? Huh? No. No. Her father. Abuha. 
هي ستيل كونكتنج لعائشه رضي الله عنها لا اله ما زال قلبه معلق بها رضي الله عنها رضي الله عنها ابوها فنسب الصديق اليها وهذا من اعلى ما قيل في كرامه عائشه رضي الله عنها ومن اعظم فضائل عائشه هذا الحديث انه نسب الصديق اليها One of the best hadith from Aisha radiallahu anha that the Prophet he said her father so he made Abu Bakr Siddiq to her like her father he didn't say Abu Bakr no her father so Aisha radiallahu anha then he said Okay, who's next? He said Umar. He said then Uthman. Then Ali. Then he said, I be quiet. I'm afraid that he will make me the last one. So I said, Brothers and sisters, when we talk about the manners in our family, this house who's built in the base of Iman, respecting and love, mawadda, kind, mercy between us, we're talking about something really we miss. We're missing in our house. How the wife respect her husband as something very special. You have to know, sister, that the Prophet said, your husband is your jannah or your nar. Your jannah or your nar. Yeah, I need to make parents. I'm worried when you go back home. Yes, you hear what he said, huh? And she tell you. And you say, ah, he said that too. No, I just remind what I did with Sheikh Al-Bani. Everybody look what he has to do. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And watch him when you're dealing with her, she will fear Allah. And she will watch him when she, while she's dealing with you. This manners, we're missing it. This kind, Wallahi, I'm so sorry to say it, some could far better than some Muslims in this, in, in, in this area. Wallahi, I'm sorry. And I'm sure, if I'm asked now, uh, Brother Ziyad, he's a lawyer, and he has uh, many stories about Muslims' families, how we're facing a terrible cases in Muslims' community. Wallahi, one lawyer, he said once, he said, I feel shame once when the judge, he was surprised about many numbers of cases from Muslims' families go to this judge. And he asked, he said, I, I believe you, and Muslims have some room. Why is that? He said, this lawyer, he was a brother. He was shot. He said, I couldn't talk. We have a large number of problems. Do you know one of Muslims' country, one of the capital, biggest Muslim country in our world, they have every nine minutes divorce case. In every nine, nine minutes, there's a divorce case. In Muslims' country. And here, who can imagine that wife, she can call the police for her husband? Who can imagine this wife and tell her husband, I need half of your money. I'm going to the court. I'm going to sue you. Who can believe this happened in our community? Who 
can believe there's a husband, he can give drugs to his wife. Who can believe that in our Muslims community? Who can believe there's some brother, he can beat his wife up until he can break his, his, her, her hands or something? Who can believe that? You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned beating the wife. You know what Ibn Abbas said? You know what Ibn Abbas said? قال كان يضربها بمسواك ورحب بسواك ورحب He beat her by miswak not by <laughs> by miswak just something just because some people maybe it's, it's, it's a fake in her and even it's not obligation you to the Prophet ﷺ he never he never ﷺ take somebody a woman or other woman except in the battle in the sake of Allah. مَا ضَرَبَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ قَطْ He never get revenge from Allah. He never take the revenge. And for this example, I'll just give you one example. What the most enemy of Islam, Abu Jahl, and his son, Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl. The Prophet when he entered Mecca, he ordered the Muslim to kill Ikrimah, in anywhere, if, even if he's hanging on the Kaaba's uh, curtain. If he's under the black stone, kill him there, right there. Then he ran away. Then he came back. When he came back, he came in to accept Islam. The Prophet said, Marhaban bil muhajir. Welcome. Welcome. The the rider or the muhajir's rider. And not yet. The shahid doesn't come yet. I'm seeing this hadith to the next statement. You know what he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ فَلَا تَسُبُّوا أَبَاهَا فَإِنَّ سَبَّ الْأَمْوَاتِ يُؤْذِي سَبَّ الْأَحْيَاءَ فَإِنَّ سَبَّ الْأَمْوَاتِ يُؤْذِي الْأَحْيَاءَ He said, sallallahu don't curse and insult his father. Because cursing and insulting the people, it will harm him. Even if it's a father, it's Abu Jahan, even though, don't curse him, don't talk bad about him. Because you, you might hurt his feeling. You see how much he cares about other feelings? Even if we're talking about Abu Jahan, but his first son now is Muslim. And Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul, the head of the hypocrites, when he died, his son came to the Prophet ﷺ asking for his garments. To shred him with the garments. To make kafan with him. The Prophet come. And he is the head of the hypocrites. سأل رسول الله صلى الله أن يعطيه رداء له ليكفن به رأس المنافقين. And his son was Muslim. But the Prophet ﷺ, he gave it to you. Because if he's, if he's Muslim, it will help him. If he's not, it will, doesn't help. But it has in one area, which is, he will make the son feel good. He cares. He cares about the other feelings, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Once somebody asked him, where is my father? He said, your father in the hellfire. He couldn't lie, But it makes him sad, isn't it? You know what he said? My father and your father in the hellfire. Don't be sad. It does, he didn't ask him about the brothers, the, the, the Prophet's fathers. 
But he said, my father, your father, just to make him feel good. Don't be worried. The Prophet ﷺ, he used to ride the camel with his companion. He ride once and he walked once. And he let the other person walk and drive. You know how many persons the Prophet ﷺ, how many persons he ride the donkey with him, like two and one donkey? How many, you think? Harul ibn Hajar said, in the hadith it's more than 30 sahabi. Mention that, more than 30 sahabi. They ride the donkey with him, sallallahu The Prophet sallallahu did you ever hear that the Prophet rides a horse? No. Camel? Or Rakib al-Fawas, sallallahu Yeah. But the Prophet sallallahu he didn't take a horse. Like his rider. His rider was Usually he's right, the camels, or his mule, which is Duldul, Baghlato sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or donkey. That's usually what he right. He's not like the kings. The Prophet sallallahu he didn't like somebody to walk behind him. Kariha Rasul He don't like somebody to walk behind him. Not like people, be proud, people walking by. He don't like that. When you enter to the masjid, you couldn't know who's the Prophet But that doesn't mean we don't respect the, what somebody say, oh, how come now? MashaAllah, sure, we can see this is the shit. No, look for your obligation. Obliga- you, you are obligated to respect him. The Sahaba are obligated to respect the Prophet But he was so humble, he will go down. He would be like a regular person, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, Amir al-Mu'mineen. When he, somebody came to him, asking about him, he said, he's in the end of this road. He saw, he saw Umar ibn Abdul fixing his home, mud home. First of all, he said, I went to the biggest building in the city. <laughs> like in that days and our days too the biggest uh, building in the city is the palace for the governor so he hid to the biggest building in the city then he said they found it mosque then he said I went back I asked where is the Umrah this is the end of this one he went to him and he saw somebody fixing his mud, his house then he came back he said you're making fun of me there's nobody there he said this is the Amir al-Mu'mineen this is the Amir al-Mu'mineen regular person when we're talking about dealing with others, people here, there's a lot, a lot of things to say. And I think there's no time to talk about dealing with others. But I would like to mention one thing before I end my speech. Which is something, I believe, one of the main akhlaq. The main things we needed in our life, in our community, in our hearts. And it's not easy to have it. And so sorry to say, many people we don't have it. Even from the righteous people. Which is salamat al-sadr. That your heart will be free from any evil feeling to others. Your heart free from hasad. 
حسد وتشز انفن انفي انفي فري فروم هيت فري فروم وهارت فري فروم انفي فروم هيت فروم غش شيتينج بيبل شيتينج فري فروم ثينكينج باد اباوت اذرز سوء الظن ان يكون قلبك سليما من الغش من الخداع من الضغينه من الحقد من الحسد من الغل على المسلمين that you don't feel that you hate others you don't have this feeling in your heart you not only recognize the bad things like some brothers their hearts like mashallah they have master and management they're, they're filing the people's lives like this is uh, brother Sheikh Aziz enter Aziz close up the file in October 26, 1988 he did such and such 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock he did this to me he, you know like files he give you the details like the bank statement <laughs> yes some people like this he never forgets wallahi people many people when you think if everything is over alhamdulillah we are friends with no he still having oh records that he did such and such to me why is this? this is one of the worst signs of iman this is not a good sign of iman that you have your heart is clean one of the signs of that you have a clean heart that when you did a mistake you said yes I did a mistake what's wrong with I did a mistake I apologize Look to the scholars, if they said, you did say, look to the Prophet Muhammad He did a mistake. You know, you think that the Prophet that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he couldn't tell him, don't do this before he do it? He can just say, don't do it. He can reveal, like for the blind person, when the Prophet the story of the blind person, the Prophet Allah, he can protect him from doing this mistake. But you know why he did it? To teach us. To teach us that the Prophet can make mistakes and he will be correct and he will be obeyed. What Allah ordered And what about you? What about ourselves? You do you feel, do you feel shame to say I did a mistake or to say I don't know? Ibn Umar was said when he was asked once about an issue, he said, I don't know. When the person left, he said, like this. He hit his hand. You did a such good thing today to yourself, Ibn Umar. He told you to himself. You did a such good things to yourself today, Ibn Umar, that you was asked about something you didn't know, and you said, I don't know. Malik people came from Morocco, from Tunis, Tunisian, from Algeria, all the way to the Medina. And he asked him like 14 questions. 36 of it, he didn't say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Now after Isha, if we said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You said, Sheikh Aziz, you trick us, you said, you bring him shuk. <laughs> Every question, he said, we didn't know. Then Malik said, yes, go back to your people and tell them Malik, he didn't know. Ya bardaha ala al-kabid, idha qultu la a'lam, hinama la a'lam. Yaqulu ala ibn Abi Talib. What a sweet thing. To say, I didn't know, if he didn't know. You know why? Because his heart is clean. 
He didn't think about bad things. His heart is clean, his wife. And in some narration that people will enter to the Jannah, they are not having a lot of good deeds from Siyam or Sadaqah. No. But their heart is like white. Like white birds. Very white. They don't have anything bad about their brothers. If he says somebody having something good, he says, Alhamdulillah, mashallah. How, how I can do that? You know, some people like this. They said there's two people. They envy each other too much. They hate each other too much. Just to make you a new... I believe we love so much. But no problem if you add one more thing. One more funny story. This, uh, the minister gets... Yani he's so sick of both of them. They try to make trouble to each other. The minister bring or the prince bring, brought one of them. He said, listen, you have to finish this problem. You hate each other so much. You have to finish. He said, I have an idea. He said, what? He said, make me in charge of him and it will finish. <laughs> he said, how come? He said, if you make me in charge of him, he will die from sorry and I will die from happiness. <laughs> so, there's people like this evil hearts when he deal with you he deal with you with a background he deal with arrogance غرور كبر the Prophet said the one who has kibr he will not enter to the Jannah kibr when he talks he talks like from a high position why? Because his heart is not clean, because there is no salamat sadr. Why? Why we, we have now in our da'wahs, in our activity, in our mosques, this kind of things? Because our heart is not clean. And we said, why the Muslims is so weak? Why we are, why the kuffar is taking over our camp? Because we are not one line. Because we are not same, we are not like one heart. Yes, in a small community, go to any, many massages in, here, in, in, in America. There's rare massage, you can find a people. I'm talking about people in massages, supposed to be the best people in the community. You couldn't feel that clean heart. No. He think, I want to take this position. Why he did that? Why? So what he did it, alhamdulillah. This is the sahaba. They want something happen. Regardless who did it. It should be happened. You did it, I did it. It doesn't matter. This is the way the Prophet ﷺ raised his companion. This is the way the Quran told the sahaba. It doesn't matter who is. The most important thing, what we did to the Islam. What we did, because when the heart is clean, you will do. But when your heart is not clean, you want to do, you will start talking, being busy with yourself, with your brothers, with your neighbors, with your family. You couldn't be, you couldn't have that rest in your heart. You couldn't enjoy the Quran. Wallah, you couldn't. Even if you are saying that you are, have knowledge. If you have this, if you have that, if you are active, if your heart is not clean, if you don't feel anything between you and the truth, like there is no borders between you and the truth, you will never 
feel or taste the beauty of Iman. But if your heart is clean, is white, it's easy to go, yani. Easy. The Muslim is easy. The, the, the Prophet said that. Even the Prophet said, anyone can protect anyone in our community and we should respect them. The Prophet when you order somebody to be killed, woman came to the Prophet and she said, I want to protect this man. He said, okay. Ajarna man ajarti ya ummahalik. We protect whoever you protect ya ummahalik. He didn't say, oh woman, what you do? Why? Woman protect person. The Prophet ordered the Sahaba to kill him. And she said, no, don't kill him. I'm going to ask the Prophet that I'm going to protect him from killing. And the Prophet accepted that. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the narration Sahih Bukhari. So, brother and sisters, when you're talking, giving example, but brother, I don't forget the sisters too. Between the sister, special in the woman, in the woman society, and between the sisters, this is a very important thing. And I will give an example. I don't think many sisters they will like it, but I'm just giving an example to the worst case, Yani. Even you have, you should have. A clean heart, even if your husband has three wives more over you. Yes, not having bad feeling against them. Jealous is something natural. But bad hearts, black hearts, no, this is not the, the Muslim's heart. Evil heart this is not the Muslim's heart. And this is talking about your other, your husband's wife. So about your sister in Islam to be working together to be having like the Prophet said we are like this not like this we are like this together like one wall like one body talking about unity 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 like where is the unity between us between our close friend are you, if somebody say, yeah brother, wallahi you're doing something wrong, you did such and such today, you will accept it very honestly or you see, you'll feel bad. If you feel bad, that your heart is not clean yet. It has something bad in your heart. But if you say, Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. That means you are right. That means we are in this area, we reach area, which alhamdulillah, that I don't feel Bad or sad if somebody advised me and said, you are wrong. Brother, finally I was said, all the good manners you're receiving by mujahada. It doesn't come like this flash. No. The Prophet said, إِنَّمَا الْحِلْمُ بِالْتَحَلُّمْ صَبْرُ وَمَنِ يَتَصَبَّ لِصَبْرُهُ اللَّهِ الْعِلْمُ بِالْتَعَلُّمْ Whoever seeking sabr, patient, he will receive it. Who's seeking him, he will receive it. Seeking, offering, offers to having this manners. Not, it doesn't come to you while sitting. Oh, I want to change today. No. And there is many, many areas actually I didn't mention. But also I will remind you that there is an important area which is respecting the scholars, the students' knowledge. The knowledge itself, which is also a large, large area, we couldn't cover it, 
during our speech and also in his, here in America since they don't raise to respect scholars they don't know what the meaning of scholars or half of the Quran brother the, the Prophet said inna min ijlalillah from respecting Allah to respect the older people the older people who has a white peer from respecting Allah how many person he, he put this in his mind while he dealing with old people from respecting Allah ikramu al muslim al-muqsit the just ruler and hamil al-quran ghayr and respecting the person who carrying the quran who is not innovator how many times when we deal with our Imam, with our student knowledge, with our Hafad, we remember that respecting them from respecting Allah? How many times when we talk about shiur, we talk like people saying, Oh, give me, yesterday and today and every single time, say, Sheikh this said, and he can easily talk about Sheikh like something, like, I hear somebody saying, Ahmed, but he said that or Shafi or Sheikh Bin Baz or Sheikh Al-Bani or Sheikh uh, Muhammad or Sheikh any names like this he's a scholar ya akhi. you know what the scholar means the scholar means that the Prophet said the heitan in the mouth the fish in the sea and the ants in the ground in the earth they're making a stilfar for the scholars so whatever he did at least he is receiving so far from all of these creations. Can you account them? Can you count how many fish we have? It? How many ants they are making so far for the scholar and the student knowledge? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the angel lower their wings to the scholar and the student knowledge. And you are not going to respect him? I remember once one brother told me, Oh, we are all equals. What's different? I can tell Clinton, hey Clinton! I said, hey, you go ahead and tell Clinton, Clinton. But when you talk to Hafez or Sheikh, you should have learned respect. He said, no, we are equal. I said, we are equal in rights, but not equal in positions. This is not Islamically way to think. I'm not trying to make a position for myself or for, I'm not among the scholars, as the brother of Allah said. No. I'm talking about real things. It hurts me too much when I hear people saying, Oh, this Sheikh, what he know? He know nothing. Like exactly, exactly. Like what we heard in the history about Wasir ibn Atah, the head of the Mu'tazila. One of the deviant sects, he, deviant sects, he said, Al-Hasan ibn al-Basri, وَمَا يَدْرِ حَسَنَ الْبَصْرِ لَا يَعْلَمُ إِلَّا مَا تَحْتَ سِرْوَالِ مُرَأَتِهِ He only know about the hayd and nifas. That's his knowledge. Like some people say, oh scholars, they are mashaykh haydhwani fast, mashaykh dawrat miyah, a'udhu billah. Kaburat kalima takhruju min atwaim, wallahi iya quluna illa kadiba. Where is respecting knowledge? Where is respecting the shiur? He is dead or alive. He is in a certain position. Allah order you to obey him. واسألوا أهل الذكر إن كنتم لا تعلمون وأطيعوا الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر منكم. أولي الأمر يعني أصحاب الأمر بالسلطان والبيان. وهم العلماء والأمراء إذا كانوا مطيعين لله على سنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم It's also another area when you look at the salaf how they dealt with respecting the scholars 
also takes a long time to, to talk about who knows Abd Rahman ibn Awf Abd Rahman ibn Awf is a, I mean, one of the first 10 people who accept Islam or not huh? yes he's so older he's one of the greatest Sahaba is that right huh? do you know in Mecca he was seen sitting to Ibn Abbas seeking knowledge from Ibn Abbas Ibn Abbas teaching him Quran كان يقرئه القرآن ابن عباس ابن عباس هي هون زيد بن أسلم زيد بن أسلم زيد زيد رضي الله عنه ابن عباس he was holding his camel or his, his horse and he was asked you are the uncle of the Prophet the cousins the Prophet cousin he said no this is what we order to respect our scholars He said, I couldn't drink front of my Sheikh Shafi'i. Respecting, I couldn't drink front of him. Today, one brother asked you questions, and he putting his foot in your face, and he, like one, uh, asking you questions, and when you answer, he eating. SubhanAllah. <laughs> and while he eating, he said, just a minute, talking with you while he eating. No, Wallahi, no manners. Manners is a large area. Let's cover our life, manners in our how to eat, how to drink, how to how to sleep, how to act, how to sleep with your wife, how to have intercourse, how to go to the bathroom, how to get out of the bathroom, how to get out of the bathroom, how what to do. Every single moment in your life is being covered by manners. Adab. So brothers and sisters, if this is our life, full covered by by the manners, that means we should be very, very worried about these issues and learn more and more about it and I will recommend for every single Muslim here to have a copy from the book Riyadh al-Saliheen read it, study it Wallahi, for myself I haven't seen in my life book in hadith better than Riyadh al-Saliheen I'm saying, saying serious for every student knowledge for every Hanni, a regular person for a knowledge, for a knowledge for a scholar, it's the best book to have it in your life have it, if you don't speak Arabic there is a copy in English may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us I apologize for taking this uh, time much time